Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, everyone. Hey. It's Amir Yasai with AfterBuzz TV. We are covering episode three of We're Here. This show is giving me life, and I can't help but mention my friend, Eureka, one of the stars of the show, is here with us. Yes! Yes, we you found her. What a pleasure. Oh, and of course, I'm here with Cortez and Cody. Um, we're going to dive into the episode. Uh, we're going to break down all the fun that went down. So Shangela was working. They were in Branson, Missouri. Um, one of the most anti-gay cities that is the gayest city. There are show tunes here, show tunes there. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so Shangela was working with uh, the dancer Charles, Bob was working with Tanner, and Eureka was working with Miranda Jold. Yes, honey. Mm-hmm. So layered. Yes, and the way that you, <laughs> yes, mama. And the way that Eureka works with people, the kindness, the heart, um, we're going to get into all of that with Eureka <laughs> with an interview. Uh, we're going to cover a little bit of news, and our special segment this week is going to be Over the Hill, Mama. What have you gotten over in your lives and what have you gotten past? Um, please go comment later. Uh, we don't have a live stream, but please go comment. We'd love to hear what y'all have gotten over in your lives. Um, but before we get to all of that, what are our overall thoughts? I'll start with you, Cortez. The episode was episode was very heavy. Uh, being from Tennessee and being from a very religious family and uh, Christian, I could identify with almost every situation in a sense, especially um, Tanner and his mom. So it was very heavy. I will save my thoughts for later, but I was just like, my goodness, like these people, I cannot believe like this is, I'm watching what I have also witnessed and experienced. So really good episode, really good. Wow. Um, And Eureka, honey, aren't you from Knoxville, Tennessee as well? No, I'm from Johnson City, Tennessee, but I am from Tennessee. Tennessee. Where are you from? Memphis. Work Tennessee, yes. <laughs> We're the only ten I see. Yes, <laughs> yes, honey. I love that. I love that. Um, Cody, what were your thoughts of the episode? Um, very similar to Cortez. I um, it's it was very interesting to see the because it was so funny. The first time I was like, oh wow, the people are so friendly, and then like maybe twenty seconds later, they were just like, you need to leave, and I was like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. But, um, and then the whole thing with the, with the thing with religion, I was raised in a Catholic Christian household, (laughs) household, and, um, but luckily, like, the church we went to wasn't super anti-gay people, so, Mm -hmm. but it's just so, it's painful to watch that happen to somebody else, and, um, Mm -hmm. it was, to echo what Cortez said, it was very heavy, and, and it was heartfelt, like it always is. So it was enjoyable Absolutely. and emotional. <laughs> Absolutely. Very relatable. I mean, I grew up in a Muslim household, so I get it. I am with y'all. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard. I always say to stand up to God and say, 
I'm gay, even though I'm going to go to hell. So it can be hard to push past that. So I, um, the town, you know, what stood out for me in the episode was that woman that kind of looked like she was a walking dead extra. With She's the like phone. a little witch. Oh my <laughs> God. Giving the phone I wrote, scary uh, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. But what I love about her is that she signed a release to be on TV. Because they didn't blur her face, mama. I know. It's so funny. The funniest was Shangela trying to talk to her. Shangela trying to talk to her was the best. Oh, my God. Because Shangela literally was just like, but, but, honey, but, but I promise what, and and Miss Lang was just like. She was like. And I was on the phone with the owner. So the owner was who was on the phone with me. Um, oh. Yeah, so he was just like, "This is my establishment. We don't want. We we will not work with you all. So you obviously need to leave." And I was like, "Well, that's fine. I don't." And he's like, "Well, we called the authorities and all this." And I was just like, "Well, that escalated quickly." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, go. We can go inside your building. We're in your parking lot. You know. Yeah. yeah chill out. Um, I yeah. love the way you ha- handled it, Eureka. You just took the phone and you were like, you were kind of talking to her as if she was like, um, you know, an old woman with dementia. Like you were very sweet. You were just like. Okay, honey, let me get that phone. And you know she was throwing that phone away because y'all touched it. You know, oh, she was yeah. gonna burn that. Like she was she was on a whole nother level. <laughs> um, but it seems like from that, let me ask you a quick question about that. From all of those experiences of the first time the cops are called and then you know the crypt keeper the second time, the the event itself seemed so supportive. Um, so there were so many people in drag in the audience. It seemed like such a shift. Mm-hmm. I, I was so yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised by who showed up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, us too. <laughs> For, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, when we finally got a yes from that location, that's why, like, even the episode, I was seriously like, well, girl, we're probably going to choose y'all because you're the only place that said we could do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. the paddle wheel was, like, the only spot that approved us to actually put on a show there. Um, there were mm-hmm. several other locations, even, like, a skating rink that we were trying to do a show in, like, um, and everyone was just like, no, we don't do that here, you know? Um, mm. So it was, there was a, this was probably one of the bigger pushback cities out of the whole series, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some issues in some later episodes too, but this was probably the one we got the most and like literal oh. cops called on us, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that was the weirdest part is when we were, the drag moment, we weren't even planning on going in this guy's shop or anything. We just like were walking by and he was standing there and I said hello to this man and he really, he literally retaliates with like, y'all gotta go. We done called the cops. And we're just like, <laughs> we're just walking past your building, sir. We did not want to stay here, I promise. You know? Just chill. <laughs> yeah, it was That's weird. interesting. I, and I love the, the supportive environment that you create because I even spotted someone wearing a MAGA hat in the front row, but so, so like he was there still being respectful. So like, even though he might be wearing a Trump supporting hat, like, I, I love that. Like, I thought the whole, like, however production or the way that you guys built that space, mm-hmm. it's creating a space where people are still respectful of what's happening on stage, which I, I think is fabulous. Yeah. Super into Well, that. I think, I think people weirdly, like, they come to the show just to see what it's about. And especially mm-hmm. like some of the, the people that you don't expect to be supportive. And then people just learn that drag is fun. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not up there like flopping dicks and smacking asses or whatever it is they think we're doing and like <laughs> asking everyone to try and hit a G that's underneath their chair or whatever it is they right. think or expect. You know what I mean? We're just literally totally. there to have a good time and put on a good show. And it's a good show. Like we put on a good show. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. people like really kind of turn their minds around just watching the show and being a part of the energy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, it's Absolutely. powerful. So 
I didn't know a man was wearing MAGA hat. If I would, I'd have, I'd have done something. I, I didn't know that was. <laughs> well, I, I rewinded it. Right. That's amazing. That's true. I mean, I thought at first, Eureka, it was uh, make America gay again, but then I rewinded it and it's like great again. So I was like, okay, that's a manga hat. I wasn't oh, quite she sure. She paused it, Mama. She paused and zoomed in. She said, oh, I'm a best <laughs> Yeah. She does her research. Mm-hmm. She does her research. Listen, um, speaking of research, I love the way y'all operate with all of the people. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, um, I'm a little biased because I love you, but I think the way that uh, you operate with people, it's so kind. It's, it's from such a heartfelt place. And um, obviously we can get to that in the interview, but I know your own story hasn't been very easy. So I think the empathy you have shows with the way you work with, um, especially with Miranda Joel. So let's just start there and then We'll get to the other two people as well. Um, how is it working with someone you know who has depression, um, with a young daughter who's struggling with um, you know a disease? Like, how did you? The way you just go into people's home and just they you they warmly welcome you. <laughs> are you ever scared? Like when you go into someone's home and what was that like? Anytime I walk up to a trailer, I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I walk up to a trailer, I'm nervous for sure. Um, and weirdly, there was a cat on the porch that apparently didn't belong inside that I took inside with me. You, <laughs> I had you brought that kitty inside and it wasn't there? It was not their kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, was, and I think they were so nervous. They just let the kitty stay. They were just like... <laughs> They didn't say you anything. put that cat like, on top of the washing machine. <laughs> and the cats were fighting under the table at one point. Like you all didn't get to see the footage, but at one point, like we're talking in the kitchen, and December's like showing me something with the Christmas tree, and all of a sudden the cats are like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, your cats fight like that? And they were like, well, the cat you brought in isn't our cat. It's actually this cat. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. I was Not like, random oh kitty. Um, <laughs> random so kitty. It's just icebreakers like that, I guess. Just bringing a strange <laughs> kitty, you know? <laughs> really open you up. Um, I, I think December was easy because kids are just so great anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to, to children, a lot of times, drag queens are like Disney princesses. They're just like mm-hmm. dramatic, big, pretty, shiny women. Um, so that was kind of the easy part. The Miranda Jones part, Christopher, in general, was just mm-hmm. like that, you know, stereotypical, um, had an image of what a man is supposed to act like and not have feelings mm-hmm. and, you know, be the, the hard ass and the whatever. And girl, I was just like, mama, I see right through this hard exterior, girl. You are a big old gummy bear in there. Which mm-hmm. thing, don't try it. Yeah. With your big old balls, girl. So I said with big balls. Big ass balls. Oh God, that's too much. Yeah. Um, but that it's easy, funny. I think, just because like, I know what it's like to grow up like as, as a bigger person. That kind of runs across the board, regardless if you're gay or not. You know, so I know how like that can make you like have depressive tendencies anyway, because you feel like you know, and that's also emasculating sometimes too, unless you use that weight to push people around. You know, which I think is something he he did in his past um, with those like intense emotion versus the vulnerable ones that he wanted to actually express, um, and that kind of ruined his relationship too. And I think. He was also at a point when I met him where he wanted to try more than anything he wanted to show. He did want to show his daughter that he loved him and he had he loved her and had feelings, but he really wanted to try to impress his wife, I think, because he like regretted what he had pushed this relationship to. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they were getting divorced, and that kind of had him in a really dark place. So I think he was kind of open to trying just about anything at this point. Mm-hmm. I think I got to him when he was like at a really bad place where it was like, well, I'll kind of try anything to see if we can get through right. this. Right, right, right. Do you have any updates, Eureka, about are they back oh, together or do we know anything? Yeah. So they're completely divorced, mm-hmm. um, which that was the goal. And his goal was also to get his own place. He has his own place okay. now. Um, he, him and his, him and his wife split December's like visiting rights evenly. Um, they both have been having, you know, he's, I talked with them last night on Instagram live, him and December and, you know, they were just doing really great. Yeah. December looks really happy and calm. Um, you know, even she had like a little bit more of like an anxiousness to her during Mm -hmm. filming because I think there was a lot going on in the home. But um, even on the phone and stuff, she just seemed so much calmer and like relaxed. So it's like, you can tell there's been a lot of change. And even he was talking about how like, you know, since then um, drag gave him, it was like drag taught him that he was able to feel confident and proud of himself and like also be emotional. And it's weird how that experience showed him he could do those things. And like, since then he talked about how, you know, it's been dark at moments, but how much, you know, this experience pulled him through that like teaching him, like, mm. I want that feeling again. I want to feel confident again. Mm. You know, I want to feel powerful like that again. So he's doing the necessary steps to get that way naturally, which is what is really powerful mm. about the show. And that's kind of the point, Absolutely. you know? So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Success I, I, story, mama. Yes, success story. We love that. It's yeah, like, um, we're, it's like a success story, but then we're not like interrupting people's lives. You're coming in and you're helping people move as far as they can without pushing them too far. So I, I appreciate yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for noticing that. I was, I sure. random, I'm going to say this because I like that Please. we, we don't just throw a big bow on it and leave, you know, mm-hmm. we just kind of leave you to your vices. We like give you this experience mm-hmm. and like let you do your thing. Cause that's reality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Cortez, what were your thoughts about uh, Christopher's story? I really enjoyed him. Like he, for one, I see, I, I realize, I realize that they give you Eureka. They give you the straight individuals. And for some yeah. reason, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's on purpose, but like you said, you're able to go in and you like bring out the the inner woman <laughs> that yeah. they are really trying to take out. And I love that he was so comfortable. He he kind of seemed like he was like a sponge. Like he would do, like you said, anything, anything in that moment, but anything to make sure the show was good. Even watching the show, like he looked great. I thought you guys was really giving mother and daughter uh, drag family values. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his daughter was just so cute. Like the name Miranda Jones. He actually was very like, yes, Miranda Jones. It was very cute. I love. It, it was. was he was very serious. Uh, and yeah, like I, I really like the entire thing is great. I didn't know about the cat. That's actually very funny. I'm gonna go back and watch. I'm still <laughs> laughing at that. I didn't notice it. So I'm gonna good. go back. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, great. I. He was he he was a a favorite too. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. you're gonna see the kitties and you're gonna be like, as soon as I sat the cat down, I noticed that last night. You'll see the kitties are like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I saw that. that. They were aware of it going on, and I was like, and I part of me was like, is I actually I had an inkling. I was like, is that their cat? But I was like, he wouldn't have brought a cat into the house, or they wouldn't have brought a cat into the house, or. And then here oh I my god! <laughs> oh my god! That is too funny. I'm gonna start going places where I don't feel comfortable and just bring a random cat. It's a great icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful icebreaker. I love it. Like, hi, um, nice to meet you. Brought a kitty. Brought a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that indoor kitty was like, 
Like, who does? <laughs> who did? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Cody, any final thoughts before we move on about Christopher? Um, no, you guys really nailed all of it. I thought Christopher was cool. so sweet, and you're you're right. Like, he was totally just like a jelly bear inside. Like, just uh, he definitely like wanted to get those feelings out, and I think is ready. And you guys mm -hmm. definitely helped so much mm -hmm. in bringing that out for him. So no, it was Absolutely. beautiful. Um, and Cody, I think you came up with. A, she was. I think you just came up with a new uh, gay category: jelly bear. Jelly bear. <laughs> it's a new grinder <laughs> category: Mama. jelly right. bear. Yeah. A new try. Damn, don't shake. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> write it down. That's a great. You should uh, email grinder. That's amazing. Um, I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm here for that. Uh, before we move on to our next, uh, before we move on to Tanner, I wanted to just thank everyone for being here with After Buzz TV. We're the ESPN of TV talk. We're in quarantine, honey. Um, like, Ooh. subscribe, comment, and we can get more amazing people like Eureka on our shows. And go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. We would take six, but you can only give five. So give us five stars. And I just have a quick comment from last week's episode. Uh, Lori King said, you guys do a great job breaking down the show. I didn't think I would like We Are Here. But the first two episodes surprised and entertained me. The wedding had me choked up from start to finish. I want to send the queens to my hometown in South Carolina. Their eyes need to be opened and minds shaken up. Yes, Lori King, give it to us. Work. Work. Yes, mama. And then Xavier B is saying, great first two episodes, but number two with the transgendered wedding was beautiful. A bunch of exclamation points. Um, we agree. Those colors. Who came up with that, Eureka? Those color schemes of the trans wedding was just so on point. Well, the color schemes are of the trans flag. Yes, yes, of course. So, so, it, so the LGBTQ community came up with the color scheme. Of <laughs> <laughs> Give that dude um, where it's due, honey. Uh, the trans community came up with that color scheme, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, it was so a it group was a beautiful effort. thing. Diego Montoya um, and his... Uh, his design team are uh, Shangela's designers, um, but oh, Shangela's nice. very hands-on. So a lot of it was Shangela being like, figure out how to make this happen and make it happen. She's very that. She's like, mm -hmm. mama, you got hired to do a job, do your job. This is what I want. And so mm -hmm. she's, she's a show director. She very much is. She's a showman mm -hmm. for sure. Show woman, um, mm -hmm. show them, uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> she may be. Um, show person. No, she really love is. Uh, and the thing about the show too, randomly, I love the note in the comment. People see the trailer and or the promo for it, and they think it's going to be like a campy, fun drag series, like very drag race, very like what they're used to seeing. Um, and they get pleasantly surprised because it's very just. It's kind of normal to be drag. Weirdly, it's like it's like mm -hmm. a. It's a very much a real life story set, like emotional journey. Um, and there's some mm -hmm. comedy, luckily. It's like, we're the comic relief. You know, sure. it's, the, it's like totally. a Tyler Perry movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> funny, but emotional. You know, it's yes. very that. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really great analogy because it shows, like, the way that you guys break up those moments of intensity. Like, you know, one moment Christopher is talking about depression and suicide, and then we're, like, on to, like, okay, how can we tuck your balls? So it's, I love right. that dichotomy of those different stories. Um, speaking of a story that uh, it was probably the only time I've been frustrated with a cast member so far is with Tanner because of the back and forth. It was just, it was hard to watch because, you know, it was like 
I was gay, but then now I'm Christian. And then it was the back and forth. And I was like, I was frustrated, but I was crying. And the way that Bob came in and just sat there and listened without judgment really kind of made me a little embarrassed of the way that I was being judgmental of his story. So it was so nice to have Bob, the way Bob handled that was just like, okay, so you're no longer Christian. I mean, sorry, no longer queer. All right. So now you're only Christian. Okay. And Bob was just listening. And I think that that really spoke to me. Um, how did you guys feel, Cortez, Cody, either? Um, what was your opinion about the way that Bob kind of worked with Tanner in the back and forth? Well, honestly, um, my feelings are very similar to yours. Like it was very, I felt it was, it was frustrating to watch and it was difficult <laughs> to watch. But again, I, it's reflected in like how Bob was so gracious and so poised about it because it, it made me think about, I'm like, well, I, it made me realize that I'm coming from a place of judgment and I need to get over that and realize that everybody has their own struggle. And it was, and so just because it's hard to watch someone struggle doesn't mean they're not struggling and that we can't be supportive. So really, it it was just so fun. It's like a, a this this struggle between religion and sexuality is such a prevalent thing in our community. But mm -hmm. to watch it and see it and realize that I have my own preconceived notions on it is also it was just very eye opening, and um, I appreciated it very much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, Cortez. I agree, um, but it also made me think just how I said about the pairing of within the show. Like, would things have been different if he had been paired with Shangela or Eureka? You know, how would you how would you maybe have handled it? Because Bob is just, Bob is, you know, we know his character from, you know, outside of the show. But on the show, he seems to be the most reserved, the most person mm -hmm. that is, you know, he he's the funniest person on the show. He's still funny, but he's more <laughs> laid back and just like, hmm, you know, and that's what he was giving. <laughs> Versus mm -hmm. if it was like Shangela or Eureka, you know, you guys like, Honestly, how would you have handled it? Would you have been the same? Or would you have been like, girl, I'm confused? Like, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I think it was perfect to pair Bob with Tanner. Um, I mean, the casting team at HBO, they're really good at what they do. You know what I mean? Honestly, because uh, it's funny that you say that about Bob, because the thing about this show is I feel like you're getting to see sides to me, Bob, and Shangela that the world's not used to seeing. Um, you know, they know it's from like a competition series or from like, our our like mm -hmm. most thriving like funny loud selves on social media right but bob naturally is very much like the calm chill you know older mm -hmm. sister girl who like is super smart and knows mm -hmm. kind of everything but um kind of lets you figure it out on your own and then when you finally figure it out she's like work that's literally <laughs> the response you'll get from her um, work yeah i heard that a couple times She's very much the person that um, she doesn't try to tell anyone what they think or how they should act or how they should think. She's she's mm -hmm. such a um, a politically correct human who understands how to interact with people when it comes to just respecting mm -hmm. them. Um, that's very much Bob's talent. Like she automatically makes you feel respected for your own opinions about yourself and what you believe yeah. in and whatever the case may be. Um, so mm -hmm. it was helpful with Tanner because I feel like for me. I would have been more the person that's like, well, girl, it's okay to believe in that, you know, and I believe in God too. I, it would have been more about like, oh, well, I understand Christianity and this, that, this, that, but let's accept, let's try to push and celebrate this side of yourself because you clearly are, you know what I mean? I would have been, I feel like my personality yeah. would have been more I feel like, the same. let me remind you of what you already know when the child really just needed to say how he yeah. felt and come, come about it on his own, you know? Right. And yeah, um, it right. was cute to see throughout the episode how, he, uh, 
he slowly started getting more and more excited about the drag, even though he was very anti going all the way. And if you mm-hmm. notice, when right before he gets his makeup on, all of a sudden she don't have a beard no more or nothing. She was ready. She mm. was ready to get fully painted. <laughs> she thought mm-hmm. she was ready to get pushed into it. But um, right. I'm glad that they did the gender queer role because she still got to live her fantasy. But bitch, let's talk about Tanner's mom though, Melissa. Oh, oh, just, that's God. what I was gonna say. His the mom was the star it's, to me. Everything. <laughs> She's she a queer icon. Hair, like she is. yeah. Uh, and okay, so with the, those two, you know, she, I, I really feel like she was more like, yes, gay, gay, than he was. And it was like interesting because that's his mom. And to see that dynamic for the mom to be here, you know, where, where, where he was trying to get, it was like, I wonder like what was really holding him back. But his mom was everything. I loved her. I lived. She was everything. You know, it's, I think what was holding him back, my personal opinion, is um, I understand what it's like to be, we all know what it's like to be raised very religious. And I think Mm -hmm. what the reason why we got frustrated with the story is because we've all been through that moment in our lives where we Mm -hmm. felt like we weren't enough because of religion. You Mm -hmm. know, like we weren't weren't able to live our lives. Like we were never Mm -hmm. gonna be a success. We were just convinced of all these things based off of religion. Mm Um, mm-hmm, and at one point, I remember, like, I used to think, like, my thoughts and my sexual desires were disgusting mm-hmm. because of my religion. So it's yeah. easy to get frustrated because we've probably all been there. And it mm-hmm. was like, well, girl, you know, you can't give up who you are because then it makes who I am invalid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like but the truth is, is it's his it's his um, it's his experience in trying to get to that place. But his That's mom. I, I have a feeling that mm. Tanner is a little bit of a stubborn person. And you know how, like, when you want to discover something on your own and you have that cheerleader in your ear that's like, no, you mm. can do it, you can do it, you can do it. It mm-hmm. almost can get annoying and, like, mm-hmm. make you want to be stubborn and be like, no, I'm not going to do it because I feel like I'm being pushed into doing it. Yes, So absolutely. it's interesting how, like, as much as we want our family and our parents to be accepting and loving and encouraging, it's almost like, you know, maybe in a way, Melissa was almost too encouraging. And then when she mm-hmm. finally, it seemed like in the show, she finally decided to take a step back and believe him mm-hmm. and let him tell his story. And then all of a sudden he started being <laughs> like, oh, okay, I can kind of breathe now and I can really be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Giving him that space he mm-hmm. needed. And I think the good thing is we got that resolution at the end and um, that really got me choked up. And I think Eureka, you bring up a great point because mm-hmm. it was like, sometimes when someone is outwardly being like, I'm Christian, I can't be queer. It like pissed me off. But that was very much what I would think. I'm Muslim. I can't be gay. Like it was, but I think when someone else is outward about it, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I was hiding it. You can't be so open about that. Like shame, you know? Well, you hate in others what you secretly hate in yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the fact that you had those thoughts before, it like upset Mm -hmm. you like, no, how dare you say that? Because I've like punished myself for saying this before. Yes, yeah. amen to that. It's very, very true. Um, someone who really didn't need mm. much pushing uh, was Charles with Shangela. <laughs> that queen, she like Mama. platforms up and she was ready to go. Um, so I loved her. I thought she really brought some light to a pretty serious episode. You know, you had someone struggling with suicidal thoughts and you had someone, you know, with kind of being stuck in this religious closet. So it was nice to have a story of someone that was just ready to kiki and get into boots and dance around. (laughs) So I liked her and I loved the way that 
Charles, uh, was it Charles? <laughs> Charles stepped into who they were very easily. Um, so what were your opinions? Yeah. I can see all of you guys lighting up. So I, I'm curious as to what you thought of Charles. Um, I thought Charles was an absolute oh. joy. Uh, it's always nice to see like someone just be themselves and be open and just embrace it. And like, I mean, I don't do drag. I haven't, I haven't really dressed up like in a dress since I was like a kid. But like when <laughs> I see it, it makes like watching this show, like there are moments where I literally have uncontrollable like giggles. Like I giggle like a little girl because it just makes me so happy. And Charles definitely like brought that and like just he was already a dancer and so <clears throat> flexible and poised. Uh he was just wonderful to see. <laughs> wonderful. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. Oh, what, initially i was like why is he on this show and then as i listened to his story i understood that he was trying to he he was already obviously where we all are in here but in terms of where he lives and being swamped in the christian community he really couldn't he, he felt alone and uh my advice to him is that he needs to get out of there and he needs to really, I would say she really embraced drag because he was giving me dated Miss Cracker. Like I was just yeah. like, what is this? Who is this? It was it was really fun to watch, and mm -hmm. um, I was just excited. His energy, the performance value, like I was he with the right like team and maybe like I guess training. Like he is like a phenomenal person uh, to mm -hmm. do drag, and I enjoyed the story. I, I, I would love. To, did, did they show his boyfriend? I don't think I saw his boyfriend. He, he was in the front briefly. row. Okay, okay. Briefly. For eleven years, they need to get out of there and go get married somewhere else. Yeah, I think Cortez, you make a really good point and then uh, I'll get to Eureka real quick. I, you made a really interesting point about leaving. So mm -hmm. I, I know that um, when I've worked with people that are in towns where they're not very supportive of LGBTQ people, the thought really is, and I understand where you're thinking like leave, but for a lot of people, they're like our friends, our family, our hometown, our jobs are yeah. here. So I think yeah. it would make more sense to to want to just like live as proudly as you can, as safely mm -hmm. as you can where you live. Because maybe they can't leave, you know, financially, et cetera. So yeah. I, I think that like, that is a definite, like people that live in big cities were always like, okay, just come to us. But not everyone can afford or can leave their friends or family. So I think sometimes it's about living as proudly as you can. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, Charles is doing the best, you know, by even doing this is another step visibility and you know the boyfriend was looking for some validation he was doing a princess wave and you know really taking in the support so i think that boyfriend needed it okay yeah the I, boyfriend I was very like let me yeah. get my mom wet. go ahead eureka oh i was just saying the boyfriend was very like let me have my moment oh yeah yeah <laughs> living my fantasy yeah, yeah, definitely wanted to live in that moment, which I, I think that's what I love about this show is that all three people, you allow them the space to live in a moment <laughs> that they can, you know, they can go back to when they feel darkness or they feel like, oh, you know, this person's looking at us because we're a gay couple at the soup plantation or whatever. Like, so there's moments where you can then go back to those thoughts, um, which I think is powerful and amazing. So we are here for this show. And I'm not just saying that because Eureka's here. I really mean it. Um, it's a great, great show. Um, let's uh, pivot to our um, special segment. So this week, our special segment um, is going to be Over the Hill Mama. So like, what have you gotten past in your life that you have to just, because whenever we're going uphill, I don't know if y'all have ever ran up a hill. It's a nightmare. <laughs> she don't do it. But I know that to get up that hill, it feels good when you're at the top. So 
um, not on top of a top, but on top of the top of the hill. Y'all get it. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, what have y'all gone through in your lives that you had to push past to kind of finally get over the hill? Um, whoever wants to go first, because it is kind of a heavier topic. Cricket. Um, <laughs> Anyone? Cody? <laughs> um, I'll, go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go. So um, one thing that I struggled with in college was I wanted to be in the fraternity. And I felt like I had to be this, uh, I guess, this masculine type guy or a mask who I wanted to, who I was to be in it. Um, I actually did not get into that fraternity in college. But how I did get into it after college was via being gay. Actually, my mentor, I came out to my mentor. And uh, he knew I was gay. Obviously, you know, he didn't broadcast it to this hyper-masculine fraternity. And I know that that sounds weird for me to be who I was and want to be in the fraternity, but it was more so something that I said that I wanted to do. And it was like, I don't care. I have to do it. So I did it. Um, now, I did have to mask a little bit when I was pledging um, after, you know, in college. I mean, after college. But uh, now, like... I'm just a, a, a floating butterfly. <laughs> yes, my, headband. Like, yes, yes, headband. Yes, and my uh, live brothers <laughs> and my fraternity, like they all see, and they're all at this point, they're all accepting because they know I'm like a great guy. Like I'm not a, a bad person, and you know, obviously, my sexuality is just who I'm sleeping with. So like, I got to think. So, you know. Wow, I love that story. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. Mm -hmm. That that makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. And here you are in this fun shirt and a headband and just living Listen, your life Look at you, I, you know. even, and with an even more gay wardrobe this is just like this is classic i love it <laughs> i'm so obsessed with your energy cortez to be honest you really do put off like a really positive energy thank you yeah thank you <laughs> who is next for our special segment uh, I'll go. I vote Cody. I, uh, <laughs> Cody, Cody. Y'all are pretending like I didn't tell you before we started. I know, segment. right? I'm like, uh, let me just be really open and vulnerable now. Um, Sorry. One thing that was, I guess, I mean, similarly. You can change it. Change if you what? want, change it. You can change your answer. We won't tell. Oh, no. I'm like, like <laughs> which struggle should I go with? Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, similarly to Cortez, I would say, I mean, being, I mean, just, I mean, I guess we all go through this struggle of being who we are. And um, for me, being closeted wasn't like, oh, I can't tell anybody this is secret. I'm ashamed. I was like deep in there. Like, I was like, how could I be gay? Like, I want, I don't want to be gay. And it took me a long time to really get over that, to get up and over that hill. And um, it wasn't until college that I actually... I think I'd been questioning it for a long time, but then finally in college, it was like, I started actually having the conversation to, with myself. Like, I think this is a possibility that you can't change this. And this is what you need to deal with. And um, so I, and it's so funny. There are people who go their whole lives without coming out, but I felt like coming out at like age of 20, that I was a late bloomer. And, um, but it was just really, it was just so strange. And I didn't, cause I didn't, my religion didn't like, mess make me feel repressed in that sense it was like a literal like oh like this isn't i was just so Im embedded in my mind to have like this cookie cutter life like a husband a wife a son a daughter a picket fence a cat a dog but by the day like i kind of like got over all of that it was just so much better and um mm -hmm. it was just like i was infinitely more confident and more successful than i had ever been prior to that and it was just a weight off my shoulders but it took a minute to get there got yeah. it no, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate Ooh. that. Cody, you said something about a husband and a wife. 
in a picket fence. You have both. It's a throuple. That was. I mean, why not? Work. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Eureka, honey. Um, what have I not gotten over? Um, my ex. No. I'm you know, uh, let's see. I mean, I've been through a lot in my life, and I guess it's just, like, uh, because I come from, like, my mom was a single mom. I come from, like, she, you know, she really worked hard, but we we were comfortable for what it was. You know, we had what we needed, uh, not a lot of what we wanted. My dad's side of the family was is very, like, low-income, what you imagine East Tennessee, like, you know, housing development families mm-hmm. type family. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom didn't really let us associate with him a lot. And my mom's family is still in Germany. So it was like, um, you know, I had a very small family. So I think growing up, it was just like learning where I belonged. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously queer had a lot to do with it, but it was like, I, I never had a lot of family. So um, I grew up like kind of, I, I just grew up very lonely, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I also wet the bed till I was like 13 years old randomly. So, like, I didn't sleep over at someone's house, like, or anything until I was, like, 14 or 15. So, I just had this, like, um, a complex, and this is, like, just a, I just wanted to do something different. But weirdly, something that I still struggle with is, like, I can't stay the night at other people's houses still to this day wow. out of this, like, fear that I that I developed as a kid growing up because I wet the bed. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I can't sleep, weirdly, mm-hmm. when I stay with other people. Um, so I always have to get a hotel room. So that's like basically how I got over it is I can afford my own hotel room now. Yeah. So, that's the trick, boring. right? <laughs> well, you know, tricks are for kids, mama. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. I love you. Um, okay. Well, that's our special segment. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be vulnerable too. Just joking. <laughs> I'm not going to make you guys do it and then not do it. Um, I think for me, uh, the the thing that I've always had to get over is being proud to be queer and Muslim. I think for a lot of people, they like right mm-hmm. now it's Ramadan and I, you know, I talk about sex on a show and then I'll observe Ramadan at night. Like that's fine. You can have all of your, you know, different intersections. And I think being proud of it, I've been invalidated by many people. Like you can't be Muslim, you can't be gay, you can't be both. And I'm just like, watch me do it. So that hill, um, I still struggle mm-hmm. going up that hill at times, but you know, thank God for like my queer tribe and my found family and those people and they push you forward and you know, the love you get from online, believe it or not, there's a lot of hate, but there's also a lot of people that are like, keep doing you. So Mm -hmm. um, I try to listen to those people and it can be empowering. Uh, But yeah, that's our special segment for this week. Uh, And thank you for engaging with it. I appreciate it. I know it's hard to be vulnerable, but like Brene Brown says, vulnerability is the key to happiness. So here we are. Uh, trying to unlock that. Um, yes, honey, she's not just a pretty face. She's smart. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys, for engaging with that. Let's move on to asking Eureka a couple questions uh, before we wrap up. Uh, who wants to start? We'll each ask a question. Ooh. Yes! Wow. You, honey. Yes, Cortez. <laughs> My question, I've thought about it since last week. Um, what? How was it? Because you you work obviously. This is two straight guys now. So, mm-hmm. what has been your experience in seeing them getting dressed? Have you like watched them naked or? <laughs> <laughs> no, mistake. Okay, my thing is okay. As soon as you call me mama, the sexual attraction is boo, out the window. Is <laughs> is gone. 
Mama, you can call me Daddy if you want a piece. That's how it is. I'm sorry. You get, uh, the, my sex drive is not gender neutral, okay? <laughs> um, no, I'm just being stupid. But uh, no, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I personally like to develop like a family relationship with them. So like, I, mm. I just don't even think of them in that way, weirdly. Clifton yeah. was cute. You know, um, everyone like really loved Clifton. I know, right? Ooh. Everyone was real ready. But my makeup artist, Six, is actually who I make tuck them. Oh, so okay. I don't actually do that myself. Mm. Because I'm also just an awkward human being when it comes to people's personal space. Yeah. Um, so I also just don't want to touch your penis. You know mm. what I mean? Like, unless, <laughs> like, my name is Eureka. So if I like touch your penis, you know what I'm saying? It's going to get sucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> clean up the house. <laughs> so and that's exactly. the only time no, I touch that teased. thing. <laughs> so my makeup artist did the tucking for me um and it, it, it was fun you know i think it's fun to work with straight people honestly because this is the tea with straight people actually um a lot of times they're afraid uh or not afraid a lot of times we're afraid to interact with straight people so mm -hmm. then they can feel that tension and that like creates a fear amongst the, the relationship i am mm -hmm. not afraid of straight people at all i'm actually yeah. more nervous around gay people sometimes you know what i'm saying Same. like um so like with straight people i don't give a fuck you know what I'm saying? so like they immediately can connect with that because i'm just like you know i just treat them like a dude i guess would treat another mm -hmm. guy i try to like play mm -hmm. my part um i don't know uh but no i do not want to touch either of them sexually um <laughs> but i i feel like christopher needs somebody to lay it on him though <laughs> christopher mm -hmm. needs some you all out there, somebody hit Christopher up and throw it on him. Yes. Somebody in Missouri, give him some good old throw whatever. It back. Throw it back. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cody, do you have a question, sweetheart? Um, I yes. Um, so my one one of my questions that I came up with was it's such a juxtaposition between we're here and being on drag race. I just wanted to know like what's it like working with Shangela and Bob in such a different environment? Yeah, that's a really amazing question, actually, because going into the project, I think we all three were a little nervous only because we all three know that we're three big personalities. We also all three want to be the star. You know what I mean? Drag can be territorial. <laughs> There's a lot of elements that I think were, were, um, we were worried about in the beginning. But honestly, working together, like it just, we became such a strong unit because of how independent we all three are. Like the three of us didn't have to rely on each other, which made us reliable for each other. If that makes sense, there was no need for each other. So our our help and love for each other came naturally, like because we were the only three people in this situation, you know, exposing ourselves in full drag in a random town we've never been to, you know, dealing with some negativity, also trying to, you know, through these emotional stories with these people, there is a such thing as secondhand trauma. So, um, you know, those emotions that we were, um, you know, attaining from these people that we were being vulnerable with, you know, we talked about it, was there for each other. So it was just interesting how like, Shangela and Bob, like I've worked with Bob and traveled the world with Bob before. So I'm obsessed with Bob the drag queen. I always have mm -hmm. uh, since she won. She's one of my favorite drag race girls of all time, to be honest. And Shangela just has a personality where that bitch don't know a stranger. She just don't, you know? Hello. <laughs> does not. And she has a power about her to just, like, make any situation fun and positive. 
um, no matter what the energy is. And and so it's just a dynamic that's really great to work with. It's like working with like your D it's, I feel like we're the charmed ones. And, um, you know, obviously I'm Phoebe because I'm like the innocent, like young, silly one. We've got mom who is Prue. We got Prue who's like the older sister who's like, keeping everything together and then you've got the diva piper who's got the boyfriend and also everything you know what i'm saying with, with shandy so good so, <laughs> that's how oh i feel that's awesome that is awesome uh you answered one of my questions actually was what sh like show trio are you guys but you're charmed so i love that um <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question I had about, um, so when I, whenever I watch shows like um, your show or even Drag Race or, um, you know, Queer Eye, there's a lot that everyone's vulnerable with their thoughts. What's the aftercare like? Um, are we providing the contestants or the people that are on the show any sort of aftercare as far as therapy or being able to talk to someone on set? You know, especially when Christopher mm -hmm. opened up about suicide and depression how is like the checking in process or the aftercare? Yeah. Uh, no, I really appreciate that question. Honestly, that was one of the first concerns I had doing the show mm -hmm. that we talked about in the initial meetings. So basically there is a, there's a licensed therapist, psychologist um, who is on call for this series um, at any time. Um, mm -hmm. Also when casting the show, everyone has to go through somewhat of a psych evaluation um, so that, you know, um, we're understanding of like where they're kind of at in general and if it's mm -hmm. safe to actually work with them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then also at the same time, we have people, those people are the ones that do follow up with these people. But at mm -hmm. the same time, we're here as a family. Like I've right. stayed in touch with, you know, we, we are doing this thing where we're doing live Instagrams and the HBO mm -hmm. marketing team was emailing us and they're like, um, so we want to do this live thing um, after the show. Do we need to contact them and like set it up? And we're all like, no, we got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're all saying that, like, we Cute. all stay in touch with these people. You know what I mean? Like, I hear from, um, I hear from all of my drag children a little bit, at least on Instagram. You know, we've Cute. stayed in connection. But also, the creators of the show, Johnny and Steven, like, call everybody and check on them all the time. We do Zoom meetings with the whole crew oh. and the people just to watch the show. So like mm. we do like 30 minutes before the show airs, like everybody says hi and how much they miss each other. And, you know, we're also doing a big special for the final episode because of quarantine where a lot of these people are going to be coming back. I'm probably not supposed to say that, but. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> well, exclusive. News and gossip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just, the show was built on um, a queer family value. And that's what we like, we love and appreciate about it. And that's, you know, this is our family, you know what I'm saying? So it's, they're definitely well taken care of, I feel. I was worried about it at one point too, uh, but thank you for asking that question. I appreciate of course. it. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love that the show is so intentional and everything is so nuanced and thoughtful. So that is definitely, yeah. um, that is our recap. But before we wrap up, I just wanted to bring attention to something that's important to, Eureka brought it up and it's important to all of us on this panel. It doesn't, we don't usually get political, but I, I think it's important in these times to definitely speak on stuff that's important to us. So if you don't know the story of Amand Arbery, he was shot in his own neighborhood by two, you know, parent, a parent and a child, and they were arrested yesterday, I believe, or was it early this morning? Yes! Um, yes! <laughs> Bye! Give them the death penalty, bitch. Bye! Bye! Bye. We don't need people like that in the world if you are jogging in your own neighborhood, these things happen over and over again to people of color in this country. 
and we need to move past those things. It's embarrassing that America as a place that is the American dream, the place that we are supposed to accept people has turned into a country that is turning its back not only on Muslims, on people of color, um, just hardworking people. So I think it's really important that, you know, even on a show as fun as we're here, we see how these towns can be very close-minded. And I mm -hmm. always remind gay people, especially in New York and LA, there are people in the middle. There are people, you know, like, in, in anywhere in the US, even in, even in LA, you leave LA an hour and you can find those people. So I think it's mm -hmm. just to, you know, a, a message to queer people, people of color, be safe, but always be proud of who you are because I stopped apologizing for who I was when I was 10 years old and my, someone called my mom a terrorist in Costco and she flipped around in her Hermes headscarf and said, terrorists <laughs> like samples too. So remember that, terrorists <laughs> like food samples too. So you better speak up like my mom did in her Aramis headscarf, like a bad baddie that she is. Yes, so remember that, is. be who you are, take up space. And I love Eureka and I love this panel and I appreciate all of you. In the meantime, uh, Eureka, tell us where they can follow you. Um, they can follow me um, as I'm walking children through nature. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they can follow me at Eureka O'Hara. It's real easy. But do me a favor and follow at We're Here instead because it's an amazing show. Hashtag We're Here. Uh, push for the next season. Uh, fingers crossed. We're getting word in a few weeks. So, you know, um, honestly, I just hope that we get to keep doing it. And also, um, take care of your minds right now. Quarantine is hard on everybody. Mental um, mental awareness mm -hmm. is uh, an, a smart and tactful thing during this time. You're not, it's not saying that you have a mental illness. It's saying that this situation can make your mind a little crazy. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, explore it, express it, understand it. Mm -hmm. Don't push it to the side just because you're afraid you might become bipolar. You don't become anything. Um, mm -hmm. You're just human. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Um, yeah. Boys, where can they follow you? You can uh, find I me on, on Instagram. Oh. 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 My bad. Go ahead, Cortez. Go you ahead. Find Go. <laughs> <laughs> you can nope. find me on uh, Instagram. Name, at... <laughs> so, so you can be on Instagram at uh, Stupid Wild Tez, um, and as well as on uh, Twitter as well. So I'm on there being Stupid Wild and Tez. Yeah, yes. I am on Twitter as Cody underscore Epp, and on Instagram as Cody Epp, C O D Y Y E P P. Perfection, and you can find me at Amir. Yes. Um, and you can find me at Amir Yas underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I'm going to do a live with Eureka. So we're going to get into a bit more fan questions, engagement. So come to my Instagram. We'll, we're going to do it uh, very soon today, right after this. And then we'll answer any more questions you might have. I love you all. Eureka, thank you for being here. Such a doll. Thank you. Thank you, Eureka. Oh, thank you, Cortez. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Amir. Thank you, guys at AfterBuzz. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.